tuned to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. World Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. The power of water. This week we are going to be evaluating um, our self-examination of our minds and um, trying to understand what is happening uh, with ourselves and our health. And the reason I have chosen the, the title of the show, The Power of Water, is I believe with all the years of research that I have been doing uh, with my world in the field I'm in, that dehydration is causing a lot of symptoms that are unknown to all of us. And the moment you were born and you left that water that in, in your mother's womb, you popped out into the air and you began to breathe. Uh, and ox- uh, the air began to take from you every bit of moisture at that impact at that moment. We're going to learn each week how we're going to educate what is happening with the dehydration of your body and the symptoms of that and what is happening to the air you're breathing indoors and outdoors. We're going to learn about how much water you are drinking and not drinking and how important that is to yourself. Um, Each week you're going to learn more on the education that we're providing. And as you know, at the Indie Beach Show, World Talk Radio, reproduces that and puts it on the uh, on the uh, internet and in, uh, worldtalkradio.com uh, you can come in and listen anytime you wish uh, with the education we're providing today I've chosen something that is very uh, um, concerning and that we all should be thinking about and not forget about is stress and uh, because of what has happened at Virginia Tech and around the world, what is happening with stress, anger, concerns. Uh, we need to help each other learn more about what we can do each other with our prayers, number one, but also together to help each other learn what can we do to participate in, in relieving some of the stress and helping others reach out and try to do what you can for yourself, but it's all help somebody else, too. Because stress is a very serious symptom. And what is going on with the individual, the dehydration, uh, the symptoms, and uh, what is happening with the person's health is so alarming that they cannot always do it all by themselves. Today I have a special guest that we've had on before, uh, Dr. John Nelson. Are you there, Dr. Nelson? I am. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Um, You've been a retired neurologist for, uh, and how long have you been a neurologist? I over almost thirty years. Okay, I want our listeners to understand that you've dealt with an, uh, n- numerous amount of individuals that have come to you for reasons of stress and uh, what is happening with their symptoms and unknown symptoms that they didn't even know they had. I'm sure. Um, today the topic is stress, but thinking about what's going on with our world out there with what we should call anger and, and uh, the symptoms that we each need to learn about how to help another person. Um, Dr. Nelson, in the reports, they were noticing that a lot of people that end up uh, uh, in anger and doing 
dangerous uh, acts. Uh, I've become, been bullied people. They've been people that, that didn't think anybody cared about them, liked them, or wanted to live with them. And they leached out in what we'll call a rage. And some do it different than others. Could you help us learn more today about how we would recognize in our lives um, an individual who's going through that? Well, uh, I will. I will try. I think we should, as physicians, you know, we doctors have tr- difficulty uh, separating stress from physical illness. Right. Yes. Uh, with every heartbeat, as you know, uh, stress. Some stress is good. It puts us on our toes. It makes life a bit exciting sometimes. But you know, continuous long-term stress results in health problems that are significant, it, and, and it, it certainly enhances the aging process. And that's why we, as physicians, often have, have major challenges in trying to define what is real from physical illness. And unfortunately, with managed medical care today, um, many physicians are much more prone to prescribe uh, some pharmaceutical uh, for uh, what appears to be a physical illness when, when really it's just stress. There's so much stress, and stress, uh, gosh, in our daily life from death, as we know from these tragic events of last week, from personal relationships, from problems with our kids, with our boss, with our job, with money, my goodness, stress uh, results in, in, in serious things that, uh, that often generate a, a lot of... Uh, cost and a lot of diagnostic evaluation only to find that we're coming up with nothing and we experience headaches and irritability or upset stomachs or insomnia or nervous happening in the home with a parent uh, and of course now we're not saying we're answering any of the uh, there's any definite answers to not any of this but we're evaluating to educate ourselves and the listeners about what we might consider what we, how we could help ourselves in our own homes and our own family and, and at the workplace and at school if we recognize something to help another person that is in need uh, that maybe don't understand that there's, uh, there's something uh, that they're going through that they have need help on. doesn't mean uh, that they need help uh, with a medication or go to the doctor. Maybe there's something that they're wanting the world to stop and listen to and take serious. What is a home life do, uh, Dr. Nelson, inside the home with all of that that you just mentioned is going on inside of a house with children? Well, of course, Sharon, people uh, often carry around stress from, from childhood, and they, it's still the child within, as they say, and that can be from abuse, from uh, alcohol, from drugs, from violence at home, from, from uh, uncomfortable relationships uh, with siblings or peers, from parental neglect, uh, many people have not been able to leave this sadness uh, generated in childhood behind, and, and they struggle, and they're looking for respect or self-esteem, but it's never enough, and therefore increases the stress, and the stress then starts to e- cause these physical manifestations. And What do you think a person should do? Let's say there's a child in your home that is not coping with the stress, like maybe other members of the family are coping with the stress, how would you recognize the, uh, the differences? 
Well, sometimes it's difficult to recognize it because people manifest it in different ways. The stress, you know, one's potential is decreased. They can't think clearly. In an adult, it may be a a change in their sexual performance. There are conflicts with uh, the spouse or with coworkers or something. But uh, in children, the ability to learn, uh, the susceptibility to illness is definitely increased. So any... Any of those things. So you believe maybe some of the uh, detections in a child who's not coping with uh, uh, what's going on around them inside the home and out of the home, some of the symptoms might be that they're getting more uh, colds more commonly. They might have more viruses, or are there being more? There's more anxiety. They're they're erasing their voice. They're sitting there and uh, excited. They want to get going. Have you ever learned uh, anything there that an individual at home could learn how to help uh, a child? Well, I think I think it's a matter of awareness. Uh, basically, in in the case of children, it's it's so important for the parents to be cognizant of, of what is really going on with this kid, and unfortunately, often uh, that that is not the case. And so the child is going to cope in whatever way possible with that and mm-hmm. may act out in any ways, as we have, have seen in the news here recently. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, Sharon, it, it's quite established now that stress will cause, chronic stress causes gradual changes that are progressive in the immune system. And you mentioned the colds and the viruses and the allergies and so forth. There's no question at all, that as our immune system becomes deficient, it cannot ward off these this variety of attacks that we get, mm-hmm. and then we com- we further compromise ourselves by taking things foreign to our bodies in the form of, of medications that may not be necessarily indicated. I'm wondering uh, if the family would detect anything in how they're beginning to look. In other words, the choices of clothing each day, uh, the choices of, of their expressions and their gestures and their tones. Is there something in that that you think that might be something that people could take time and notice in their children and their family? Uh, what I'm thinking here is we're so busy. Everybody's busy today. I don't care where we're at. We're busy in the world. Uh, unless you're living out in a hut someplace in a someplace where there's nobody around you. Um, people are, are not, parents do not have the time, uh, let's say that's the excuse, to take time for the children and really get to know that individual. But if there are some of the things that they might recognize that they better start taking time for their families individually uh, in the clothing and the gestures and the tones and the expressions and the attitude. Well, yes, uh, they have to be. They have to be aware of, of of any changes or anything that's apart from the ordinary. Because okay. mentioned these things that we deal with all the time: the deadlines and the schedules and the demands and this thing, the hurry sickness of, of modern day life here. And uh, people are too busy solving problems to notice the symptoms. Sometimes, okay. I think one of the most important things that families can do is to set aside personal time, not only for themselves, but as a family, as a family unit and a group, to uh, and, and not waiting until uh, these things are so apparent that there's some acting out on this kid. And I think parents should insist on this personal time, uh, not only for themselves, but 
also with their kids, when, especially when they notice something. Unfortunately, uh, often the things are not noticed. Well, he's just, just, just being a kid, he's just growing up, and boys will be boys and all that stuff. Well, that, that certainly is true, but as we know, that, uh, that can, can be the first manifestation of something that's... You know, Dr. Nelson, I look back at myself uh, and where I came from. I'm in my 60s, and way back in time, we didn't have as much going on, and we had disciplines in the home, but we wouldn't have called them that. Tradition, tradition in the home that was exciting for the whole family to look forward to. Evening dinner to sit down together. Um, Sunday dinner to sit down with the roast and the potatoes and the carrots and and uh, dessert was made especially. And times that we had in the uh, world there that we, we the family, uh, the woman was a household engineer. Her professional way of life was in her home. Today we have to balance that out because so many people are working, but do you believe a lot of it's because we don't have those old world traditions to sit down with our kids uh, take time for each child individually, get to know them, listen to the kids, how they're getting along with each other. Uh, what do you think about those traditions we've been losing? Well, there are new traditions that have been established over the last several decades, Sharon, just because of, of the, the, the world that we live in now, you know, the plugged-in drugs that uh, we, we are... Uh, uh, Associated with so much. I mean, whether it's television or or or, or your uh, or your computer or these kids with all these games. My goodness, my own grandchildren, uh, four of them. For heaven's sakes, they can't hardly go without their Game Boy or Game Girl or their mm-hmm. MP3 or whatever it is anymore. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. So the brain is just like a popcorn. It's constantly popping. It, yes, exactly. So there's not the time to sit down and interact and to discuss and. To take a, a walk in the woods, if you will, and, and to mm-hmm. experience some of the joys of the Maybe world. that's something for all of us to think about, Dr. Nelson, is just what you said that is so vital to this crisis that's happening around the world. And this is not isolated just to our country. This is all over the world, uh, this anger situation to manage. Um, uh, and and disappointments in life, and you don't agree with me, I'm mad at you, or whatever, and, and what's happening to the politics. Politics are confusing, I think, our youth, too, because the politics are not, a, they're not even hitting a balancing uh, system and uh, in our country. And what's happening out there with, well, you're bad, you're good, or uh, your anger's wrong, or you know, and nobody's coming in with any respect to, there are differences in our lives. There are people who think differently. Then our youth out there are growing up with an anger, I believe. Now, I'm just a uh, theory. Anger as they grow into life as an, uh, as an adult, and you don't know who that, what, what happened to that person until all of a sudden something erupts that didn't, didn't give them the opportunity maybe to live their life to their what they want to fulfill themselves because there's so much political or uh, let's say uh, what's going on with anger or people uh, accusing each other or intimidating each other or lashing that really affects children doesn't it oh yes absolutely affects children how would you like to be a child today with all this 
political anger and and go, and you know, what's going on around the world and people not wanting to try to get along or uh, the, uh, what's going on. It, it's a very frightening thing today for children. What does that parent think about? What would you do? What would you suggest with your medical field and all of your experiences if that family gets up in the morning? Do they, if they don't get to see the children leave, or the children don't get to see them leave, what are some of the clues? Some of some of the, uh, what are some of the uh, thinking that they should think every day on a stair step of what they would do to build a menu of how they would be a parent that day and still keep up with their lives that they need to keep up with? What's the parental guidance for each day with the children in the home? Could you give us some good advice? Well, Sharon, I'm, as a father and a grandfather, I don't know. We all look back and think, oh, boy, if only, if only I would have done this or said that or didn't do whatever. We know that, you know, if is a four-letter word, but you draw a circle around the two middle letters of if, and that is 50% of life, L-I-F-E. And so there's all of the ifs, but we have to be, I, I think that we have to be more, uh, goal-oriented our, ourselves in, with respect to these things, and particularly with our kids, to to where are they, where are they excelling, and where are they not, and and what what is it that they they want? I mean, how can they fulfill their expectations? Not ours so right. much. So many of us are vicarious in that result. We want them to be the athlete that we weren't, perhaps, or the student, or the scholar, or the whatever. And all, but these kids can find their way. But they need, they need their own degree of acceptance. They need to their own individuality. And unfortunately, uh, if that doesn't start at home, they're gonna they're gonna find try to find it someplace, even if it's in the wrong type of company mm-hmm. at home. Or they get into the bullying, or the anger then is is mm-hmm. reflected in in different mm-hmm. ways because they they're going to be noticed one way or another. It's a tremendous uh, essential driving force in a kid to be to be recognized, to be appreciated. And if that doesn't start at the home, from the time that kid gets up and get and gets on his or her way like that, then it's going to create uh, problems down the road. I don't think that I'm wondering, uh, and we're just thinking out loud today for our listeners uh, that are, I'm, by the way, I'm hearing very good uh, results on our show because people are listening and thinking with us. Um, the issues that are going on, I'm wondering if people are realizing what they're doing to the youth, the children. A child is still being supported and living in a home uh, as a young person. Uh, to uh, Everything is being provided inside that home, whatever it may be. And are people realizing how dependent that individual's personality is on that house, that home? that environmental condition. Uh, are people realizing how serious the world is today? And when people are fighting and, and, and so disgruntled and so cynical or so negative, a child, which child would be affected by that? Now, it doesn't have to be just in the home. They could go to school and have that. And we're hearing that uh, there's a lot of bullying going on, which, remember, that's been an, they say that's a school thing. But it's getting, uh, maybe it's being affected uh, with our children more because there's so m- much more complication. 
going on uh, out there with children being more affected than ever in history by the confusion of anger on TV, uh, the disgrumbling of the President of the United States, let's say. Uh, people intimidate, don't take, they, uh, under, they try everything they can to go and intimidate a person to see how they're going to react to that. A child is watching this, and the child says, well, I get angry over that too, and I'm not going to take it. And what I'm saying, Doctor, is it possible that we as a, a, a culture, a generation throughout the world, start realizing that maybe we ought to start taking more attention to our children more than we ever have thought before? It's so funny about the contributions that come into children. Money is not going to buy a happy child. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right, Sharon. It, it, money is certainly not the answer. It's, is that child living a life that for he or she is fulfilling, and are they, are they headed in direction, you know, that, uh, and there's progress toward that goal. And, and unfortunately, again, because of the hurry-up sickness that we have in, in modern age here with all we're doing, we sometimes, as parents, uh, we're not aware of that. I mean, my goodness, how time does fly. You know, it's uh, uh, minutes are long, but years are short. And we all of a sudden, a, this kid is, uh, is already these things, these traits, these personalities, yeah. these mm-hmm. uh, actions uh, are, are established. Mm-hmm. And if, if we as parents are going to influence those, that has to start very, very early on. Oh, we've got to go. Uh, my host said there was that we have to go to a commercial doctor, and we will be right back. And uh, you might be thinking of some things there that we would be able to educate. And then we have some callers that want to ask you some questions. All right. We'll be right back. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. We have just come uh, returned to our um, Special today, we are talking uh, with Dr. John Nelson from Portland, Oregon, about stress. And uh, as we went into our sponsor host, we had a caller, Annette. Are you there? I guess we've lost her for a while. Hello, Annette. Are you there? I am. Annette, uh, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. John Nelson. You have a question? Yes, Mr. Nelson. I find this um, is so fascinating. The, I, there was a recent movie that was out. Um, uh, Annette, I can barely hear you. Could okay. you possibly speak up a bit? I will try. Uh, there was a, a recent movie that spoke about the effects of um, emotion because we are made up of so much water. 
Uh, would you talk about the validity of that? Do you know? Did you watch what the what what the bleep do we know? It was a movie that, and there was a a um, science project or something that was done in the in the Asian countries about the effect of emotion on water molecules. Um, could you speak about that at all? Well, I, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to speak about that as a. I'm not a biochemist. I am a physician and things, but I will tell you what, Annette, that that uh, people who are uh, deficient in many things, one of the most important and vital of which is water, uh, to say nothing about all the other major nutrients and all, it, there is no question in, in, in my mind, at least, that, that it can affect us uh, physically, physiologically, biochemically, and therefore emotionally. Because we are, we are one whole being here, and all of those components are, are, are so very important. Some we can control and some we can't. Unfortunately, we don't. And so alteration of the molecules there, uh, certainly there are things that go on there with deficiencies in, in nutrients or in, in fluids. And, and I would have to agree with that. I did not see the film. I seem to have heard of that somewhere. But uh, please, if you have any any information on that, share it, because I'm, I'm very interested in, in that type of thing. Mm-hmm. One of our shows, Annette, uh, and Dr., one of the doctors we had on the show, we were kind of almost, it was almost laughing, but it's not funny, that every time you feel exhausted or worn out or stressed or negative, go have another glass of water. And maybe that's why we were saying what you just said, Doctor, is uh, maybe we're not getting enough oxygen uh, because water puts oxygen in the bloodstream and feeds to the brain and gives us circulation. And But we were saying that um, uh, we could have more water. Uh, thank you, Annette. We have some more callers, and I think we'll take them uh, now. No? Okay. Uh, we Thank you, Annette. Doctor, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear okay? Because uh, I, I there for a while I heard you say you couldn't hear very well. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Oh, good. Okay. We're finding ourselves um, today with thinking, and what else do you believe that maybe some new habits at home so that children, when they go to school or ourselves, go to work? We're hearing that people are getting stressed at work and, and the challenges that they go through as a person. Um, what are some of the thinking that you would advise to the person who's under stress? Well, Sharon, I, I think that if... We've all agreed. No more, don't try the medication. Don't. And do you say possibly, I'm going to interrupt this for a second, you know, we mentioned, you mentioned something about people are wanting to be on, uh, the doctors are putting them on medication, but... And correct me if I'm wrong. Don't a lot of people go to the doctor and say, put me on a medication? Oh, oh yes. Yes, yeah. uh, very frequently. And you so know, when it, they go, the doctor's sitting there and going through evaluations, and they're trying to help the patient or the individual, and the patient just insists that there's got to be a medication that will help this so the person doesn't have to do all the work themselves. Could you assist us on what the person, the individual would do if you're under a lot of stress? Well, Sharon, first of all, the, the stressors are, 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 are universal. I mean, they're called stressors. They're, they're all of them. They're, uh, again, 
uh, name one. I mean, we, we're all subject to it, but it's what it can and will do to us. And then uh, we need to to have a little bit of introspection here. And again, we're so busy solving these problems that we don't even notice the stress that's being caused. So if we can sit down uh, ourselves or, or with someone who is a good lister and look at these things and evaluate them, I'm a big one to suggest lists for people. Whether it's the kid going to school today or doing your own work, jot it down. It only takes moments like that. What and where? What are the goals for today? What are the objectives? There's stress at work or stress at school. Let's talk about it. What can we possibly do about? It? What does it take? Did you miss an assignment? Are you late for work? Is there somebody that's on your case at the water cooler or over the coffee or something? And and if that's the case, what can we do? What are the options? If we know that, and then sometime later in the day can get back to that list. We reviewed it. Were we able to deal with that issue, or is it still an issue? And has the priority changed? Priorities change daily. You get a letter in the mail or a call from somebody, and suddenly uh, something's at the red line, which is a stressor. Mm-hmm. We have doctor, to- another caller. I don't know. We'll see, we'll try to see if we can bring them in. Uh, could you, uh, I, do we have a caller on the line? Brad. Okay, I guess we don't have them there. Uh, doctor, um, we do have some callers, and they're having a hard time getting them in, so we'll try again later. Um, you just said something about what – we're going to talk today about all of us who have stress, uh, and some of us have different levels of stress. What about an individual who has a hard time coping with stress? What are some of the things that they could be advised to probably do um, – uh, to go out and uh, learn some of these things that are secrets, let's call them, on uh, how to deal with their own individuality and uh, self-awareness. Well, <laughs> life is, is, is tough for everybody at some point in time. And uh, I think that uh, there's an old adage that if you don't like the circumstances, then change them. Because if you don't make things happen, you have no uh, choice but to let things happen to you. I'm so we back you up for a second and ask you a question. When you said change them, do you mean change the persons that you're unhappy with or whatever that might be causing the stress or just change your spot and go to another environment? If, if that's possible, but if, if, if you, if one uh, can identify a circumstance or a collection of circumstances that are creating the most stress in their life, then they have to do something to change them because otherwise, uh, if, if one keeps doing what they're doing, as we've all heard, they're going to keep getting what they got, and what they got is going to get worse. There is no question okay. about that. And, and so one has got to be aware enough to look at what, what's going on here. What's we have two this? callers whether that they think we're able to adult. bring them in. Um, and what can we? What can we do? What are the possibilities? What can we do about it? Mm-hmm. Or do uh, we, just doctor? Need... We have two callers, and I think we can hear them this time. I think we'll start with Sharon. Are you on the line? I am. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. John Nelson. Good morning, Dr. Nelson. Hi, Sharon. Can you just Hi. speak as loudly as you can, please? Uh, I'm in Oregon. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've been told um, in reality that stress is caused by the way we 
that we personally react to individual um, circumstances, that there is no such thing as stress. It's just the way we ourselves react to that. Um, is that true? I know that our fears of the known and the unknown events, you know, seem to trigger the anxieties. And so that just seems kind of a simplistic answer to stress, but I just wondered what your thought was on well, that. Well, I, I think that you're probably right there, Sharon, that it, it is, stress is just the manifestation of, of all of these things, these energy-draining uh, draining emotional destructions and the depression created by all these things in our life. Those are what we call the stressors. Mm-hmm. Stress is simply a, a symptom which can and will lead to physical illness. If it goes on long enough, right. it shortens our life. It changes uh, our ability to to respond to 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 many things. So, whoever said that is probably right on. There's no such thing. There's uh, stress is is uh, is a symptom, mm-hmm. but it has has multiple causes. Sharon, do you have another question? Um, basically, that was it. I just very I just, good question because that, that's something that a lot know, of people that, don't want to admit. If they're under stress, they would like to blame something. Right. And knowing that that, that circumstance is allowed to, you know, go on can, you know, affect your physical, uh, suppress the immune system and can lead to other, you know, more serious effects to our body. So I was just curious as to the doctor's response to that, that thought. Well, thank you for your call. Have a nice day, Sharon. Uh, and, we and, uh, caller, that... I believe, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, thank you. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. John Nelson, Dave. Good morning, Dr. Nelson. Hi, Dave. How are you? Dr. Nelson, can you hear? I said hi, Dave. Okay, I'm sorry. Dave, you have a question of Dr. Nelson? Yes, uh, Dr. Nelson, you mentioned uh, uh, the aspect of stressors, and uh, I think one of the uh, phenomenal things that I've seen in the last 15, 20 years is the way that we communicate uh, electronically uh, through wireless devices. You were mentioning Game Boys and uh, just interacting with other people, and even though the electronic devices have expanded uh, our reach and, and maybe promoted um, uh, expression, it seems rather depersonalizing and relationships uh, kind of add stress as opposed to more social interaction. And I was wondering if you have any comment in relation to well, we seem to be tied to these electronic leashes or messages that we feel compelled to respond to um, uh, what is that doing to to ourselves uh, every day as we try to respond to these? Uh, good question, and certainly good points, Dave. And I, I do agree with that. Uh, you know, we call it the, the 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 variety of plugged in or electronic drugs that uh, we live with and and live by, and many people seem to live for anymore. And so, you are absolutely correct that it has. Uh, resulted in less personal interaction by a long shot. We can, my goodness, you can hit one or two keys on your computer and you can communicate with people all over the planet here anymore saying whatever you want. Uh, it again, it's, it's just one of the many stressors that, uh, we have to deal with and, and unfortunately we're not dealing with them. 
because uh, people want the shortcuts. They they want to run to the doctor. I feel this, doc. I have all these symptoms. So, doc, uh, in, in because he has a whole line of patients waiting, he's going to say, well, I'll tell you what, you really sound like you're depressed. So let's let's start on this, and you know we're going to try this for 30 days. If you have side effects, call me, and then we'll up the dose or we'll down the dose or we'll change the drug. Yeah. And people are walking pharmaceutical houses often now. I have seen patients recently who are on a half a dozen uh, pharmaceutical drugs, some of which are, are <laughs> clearly uh, inhibiting or uh, accentuating the, the action of the other one, and they just do that. So we have, uh, we have a lot to do in the medical societies and fraternities, and unfortunately I don't think that uh, mm-hmm. with managed care what it is today and the the time uh, uh, constraints imposed on doctors uh, uh, that we're, we're really able to do what we could do uh, years ago when we could really get to know the patients, sit down with them, and and uh, and, and listen. People simply don't listen enough anymore. Yeah. Uh, you, what do you believe uh, on that one great question? Uh, 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 do you think the medical field is ready for this crisis of uh, this situation coming up because of the technology uh, crisis of sitting at computers and and all these games and all this? I'll call it the popcorn um, uh, situations. In other words, their minds are always popping at uh, those uh, conditions. Uh, do you think the medical field has an awareness of the, what's coming? Oh, I think they're aware, Sharon. We see it all the time. And, you know, with respect to water, computers, for heaven's sake, dry eye syndrome is often aggravated by, by uh, just simply these people who spend half their life in, in, in front of a monitor of some kind. And as a neurologist, we have seen and continue to see uh, what they call repetitive motion syndrome. People are in data entry and doing all this stuff. And the, the, the stress of that and their deadlines and, and uh, their obligations and all, they cause that. And next thing you know, you're being operated on for carpal tunnel syndrome. You're getting steroids or, or, or uh, uh, antidepressant medications. And, and that's, I don't know that we are ready for it. I think we're aware of it. I think docs are aware of it. But still, we are looking for the quick fix. We're looking for the medication or the quick surgical procedure that, uh, that might do this as opposed to making the changes in, in, in dealing with those stressors which we have identified. Well, we, I'm, I'm, we're out of time, and I wish we had another hour. Uh, Dr. Nelson, uh, you are a valuable uh, person in your life. You dedicated your life to neurology and what you're doing, and I understand that you've given your um, commitment and uh, to helping others in humanitarian concerns. And uh, I, would you again come and visit with us again someday? Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions after today's show. It would be my pleasure, Sharon. And I think that I, I did. Uh, I have sent to you. Uh, uh, a, a list, a, a stress checklist that people, if it comes up on the computer or something, that people might find interesting. They oh, can just evaluate is. themselves and and see. It's kind of uh, it's fairly easy to do, but they can see based on their age or their gender or their marital status mm-hmm. where they where they fall today mm-hmm. with the average of uh, of those who are experiencing That's stress. That's what we want our show to do. Let's get together on self evaluation and learn what we can do with our own self stress release and understanding and helping each other to live on this planet. 
Thank you, Dr. Nelson. Welcome. Thank Very you for nice having to me. have you with us today. We will take a moment for our to hear from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Thank you. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, the power of water. And a lot of people have asked me, why did you choose the power of water for a show? It's so unusual. Well, I am committed. I've spent 30 years of my life in research, understanding what is happening on this earth. We're not, earth is not living with us. We're living with earth. And this global warming is, a, is an issue. It's not anything to do with politics. And that is what is so saddened with what is going, happening here. And the individuals that are very, trying to educate us, if they would just leave the politics out of what is happening here. Uh, we are living with Earth. We want to learn to live with Earth, and we're going to learn how to do that for generations. And we're, our generation is going to be, the, let's say, the founder of this, all together, leaving politics out of it. Uh, today, as you know, every week uh, at the end of the show, we have a segment on the water on Earth that people are drawn to, to enjoy recreation or it's there, hidden. Uh, today we have Art Bernstein as our guest again. Are you there, Art? Are you there, Art? Yes, I am. Thank you. Um, today we had uh, someone that I know very well, George Bartosh in, in Vancouver, Washington. Art mentioned something about uh, the lake and Antarctica, and you were so wonderful to research this for us and learn more about this uh, hidden lake with fresh water that is so unusual. Um, lake, and I may pronounce it incorrectly, Lake Vostok? Vostok. Vostok. Could you explain to our listeners how rare this lake that was found? Was it founded in the 80s? Was it, uh, it was found It was found, uh, I'm not sure. I think it was... Uh, yeah, in the 1980s, yes. Okay, now it's under an iceberg? It's under the Antarctic ice cap. Okay. Uh, it's located in one of the nastiest places in the world because the surface has the all-time record low temperature ever recorded on Earth, which was 128 below zero. My goodness. So... So, uh, before we get into educating our listeners... This is, they found a lake of fresh water in the Antarctica. Right. Yes, and tell us about uh, when they founded this, or found it, excuse me, 
Oh. The rare excitement that this was. Well, they're actually they found 140 lakes uh, underneath the ice cap, and it's, it's melted water uh, and fresh, it's fresh water. water. Mm-hmm. And um, now let's help our listeners for a second. They found this fresh water under the ice cap. Right. But what's around the ice cap? What's around the ice cap? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, it's a it's a it's a giant glacier that covers. So it's sitting the on in the ocean. Pardon? Sitting on the ocean. Sitting on the Antarctic continent. Yes. So uh, underneath the ice cap, ice cap on Antarctica, how far below this ice cap did they find the water? Uh, it's thirteen thousand feet under the ice. Okay. Now compare that to Greenland ice cap, which is about a thousand feet thick. Um, the the Antarctic ice cap is, is much, much, much thicker. So it's all glacial ice. So they found fresh water yeah. beneath the sea. How many miles? No, beneath the uh, beneath the ice cap. Beneath, beneath the, the ice glacier cap. on the continent. Okay. Forming a lake about the size of Lake uh, Ontario, which is like 200 miles by 50 miles. Oh, uh, it, isn't that it, amazing? It's flat, so it can be seen from uh, from uh, satellite photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be seen from the air, just like a big flat spot in the ice. So this is the most unspoiled lake on Earth? Probably, but, but it's got some very unusual features. Cause the water is very is extremely compressed. Uh, so it has a now. Explain a, what the word "compressed" means for our listeners. Uh, it's got thirteen thousand feet of ice pushing down on the top of it. Okay. And it's got, uh, and that causes warming at the bottom. That's why there are melted pockets under mountain under large mountain ranges because the the, the pressure of the mountain of the uh, the over the material pushing on the earth causes warming at the bottom. So, um, so that's that's how the water got melted. This is absolutely one of the most exciting things the Earth has uh, to share with all of Earth. Because um, it's not just because it's there; it's it's something that is so fascinating. Do you think yeah. this could ever could be or ever be something like this anywhere else? Found? Uh, no, there are others. There are many other lakes like this in Antarctica. Antarctica. Uh huh. But. Uh, what do you think areas, the temperature uh, of the water at the surface might be? And I know you're 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 not a hydrologist, but let's take. Uh, what do you think the temperature might be at the surface compared to the bottom uh, of this miles away? Okay, I know that they estimate that the the temperature of the water is about uh, minus three. Mm-hmm. So it should be frozen, but it isn't because of oh, it should be frozen, but it isn't. Yeah, and it's because of that warming. It's because of the great pressure and because of uh, some volcanic activity near the surface underneath the lake. Oh, the, the lake is uh, 2,000 feet deep. So did you ever, in your research of this particular topic, this hidden lake, fresh water, did you ever find was there any, how often there's any volcanic activity? Uh, no, that wasn't mentioned. Okay. What is interesting is that the water is absolutely pure, and contains 50 times more dissolved oxygen than any other fresh water in the world. Tell us a little bit about something I was reading which you gave me about what Russia did. Okay, Russia 
coincidentally has a little research station uh, right on top of the lake. And at the time they founded it in the 1950s, they didn't know it was a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to drill down to it. But they're trying to do it in a way that doesn't poke a hole in the ice. Now, why are they trying to do it? And I know this may sound like... No, very... Nobody knows what's going to happen with the water under extreme pressure with 50 times more oxygen than any other water if you release the pressure. Okay, explain and educate us what it meant by that. And... It has more oxygen. Uh, in other words, high pressure and high oxygen concentration. What does that mean for our lessons to be educated? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I, 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 there's free oxygen in addition to the oxygen that's... Uh, well, oxygen is in water. That's part of the that's water molecule. People should be drinking a lot of water right. every day. But they also believe that there's microbial life in the water. Uh-huh. So, and they haven't found that yet. But they've never actually seen the water. This is, these are all, this is all theory. What is Russia doing? Um, I was reading here uh, the information you gave me. What is Russia doing to try to get to gain more knowledge with research with the water? Well, like I said, they've, they've, they've drilled down almost to the surface of the water, but now they're trying to find a way to tap into it without creating a hole. Mm-hmm. Well, it said here that they're using uh, the, a, a, a column of Freon and yeah. some aviation fuel. Yeah, that's to freeze it back up. Okay, that's to freeze it back up. Okay. That wouldn't do any pollution? No. Uh, Like I said, if you just poked a hole in it, nobody knows what would happen. They think that the water, the oxygen would expand and go rushing out of the water, and the water would uh, explode like a soda bottle with the top, you know, that had been all shaken up. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to do that, and they don't want to interfere with whatever life is there so they need to get to it without creating an opening and the name of the lake again was what i forgot vostok vostok lake vostok v-o-s-t-o-k in the antarctic Um, what about i noticed there uh that the lake has tides yeah apparently so it's not an ocean but it's having tides and what is cause what's the influence to cause the tides? Uh, I don't know. They think it's the uh, the uh, rotation of the Earth. The sun and the moon? And then the pull of the sun and the moon, yeah. 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 Um, so, well, before ice we is leave... fairly fluid uh-huh. because it is water. You know, that's now, like did you require art that they ha- this is having any influence on global with uh, as global warming having any influence on this lake? Did it, did you read anything about that? Uh, no, no, I, I can't. You know, we're learning so much. Yesterday was Earth Day, and all through the day, I kept thinking, oh how wonderful uh, the people were celebrating throughout the world and the country. Uh, on Earth is so important to us. Um, And here we're learning so much about global warming. What is your feeling? And this is just an opinion. I know I'm going to put you on the spot. What is your opinion about making global warming political? Uh, My own sort of right-wing conservative opinion is uh, that the Earth has been warming up since at least 
1750, uh, there was what they call the mini ice age, and that peaked in uh, so. You know, Earth, uh, Europe was all had this, a string of terrible winters in the mid 1700s, and the uh, in the late 1700s, you know, the Valley Forge, and, uh, and winters were much worse then. Uh-huh. And they've been gradually warming up since the uh, since the mid 1700s. Uh-huh. And actually now they're a little bit colder than they were 30 years ago. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. My, my my own opinion is that it's not man caused, or if it's, it's slightly man caused. That doesn't mean that I'm against that I'm that I think air pollution is okay. And yeah, it. Okay. Uh, I think from what all I've been trying to read, and and we'll have more on this as time goes by, but. Uh, the global warming uh, that we all are living with, can we learn as a generation to, to learn how to live here and grow with the earth as it's, uh, as it's getting th- with the changes? Uh, let's say they, uh, it is some man-made in the larger metropolitan areas or so, uh, but the health of our lives and our children, our children to come for generations, <clears throat> is so important to learn how to live here with earth, not think earth should live with us. Um, my oh, concerns is the politics. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Is why can't they keep the politics out of this crisis education? People would be more receptive to want to learn and join in if they weren't thinking that there's another issue going on with it to distract. That we all can learn to live with this earth for the word called eternity. Yeah, and I'm not sure. The politicians are able to solve it anyway, even if... Uh, well, what I'm thinking, and follow me, uh, is maybe in the listeners too, is it's not so much the politicians can solve it. They're making it a political issue that the, there's one side thinking more about it than the other side, and I don't agree with that. I think everybody is thinking about it, but there are educators who are going to be teaching us more, so we'll all be learning more, but it has nothing to do with a politics Left or right? Um, I totally agree. Yes. Well, it, it shouldn't, but it does. I mean, it is. Well, Art, thank you for joining us today. Art Bernstein has a degree in anthropology and forestry. He writes the Art Bernstein hiking books that you can find on the internet. Thank you, Art. Oh. Have a nice day. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, we do encourage uh, individuals to call us at uh, 866-613-1612 or email Sharon Kleiner, our at yahoo.com. We're here to learn together. As you all know, I am the founder of Save a Child's Life Foundation to recognize melanoma in time in pediatrics. Be sure and check your family and children yourself. See a doctor immediately if you see anything. Also, uh, occupational health and, and wellness is very important. So each week we'll be learning more together. Thank you. We'll see you next week.